Hello people, this is Mike Williamson, and this is episode number four in uh, Preparing for Marriage, episode four. We've been talking about, in the last episode, compatibility, and uh, there's a lot of talk about compatibility as being one of the most important things in marriage, and certainly it is if we recognize and understand what we mean by compatibility. People go to get divorced. One of the uh, the reasons for the divorce is incompatibility or irreconcilable differences, and that's compatibility. That's a compatibility issue. Now, what is incompatibility? Uh, one one uh, pastor, one one leader, says, "What do you mean incompatibility? We're all incompatible. None of us are compatible. First of all, you know." We're male and female. That in itself presents a huge incompatibility situation. It's not bad compatibility. It's just different. When we think of incompatibility, we think we just can't, we just can't live with each other. We, we can't get along. We can't agree on anything. Everything that I like, uh, he hates. And everything that I like, she hates. And we just, we just don't see eye to eye on anything. I think that's basically what we think about uh, when we think of incompatibility and also our reasons for for getting divorced. Now, why am I talking about divorce in a podcast about preparing for marriage? Well, a lot of a lot of people get divorced. A huge percentage of people get divorced, and a lot of the reasons for it is so-called incompatibility. Now, I don't know what the actual statistics are for people in the uh, so-called Christian faith, so-called believers that are getting divorced versus those who are just strictly secular worldly people that are not in the Christian faith. It all depends on what you call a real Christian. You don't know, there's many people that say they're Christians, but they do not at all live like a Christian. So those statistics can be rather misleading it suffices to say that for a Christian, the issue of incompatibility ought not be a reason for getting divorced. In fact, there's no biblical grounds for such a for such a thing. We are called to unity. We are called to peace. We're called to oneness. Certainly in our marriages, over and over again, we are, are told to dwell, like one scripture says, for men to dwell with your wives in an understanding way. And another scripture for wives says, respect your husbands. Again, I can always mention the the Love and Respect DVD series by Emerson Egerich. So compatibility, in one sense, is a legitimate reason. Not necessarily, I'm not talking about getting divorced, but compatibility is a very legitimate topic to explore before you get married, in your preparation for marriage, in your premarital counseling. And what exactly does compatibility mean? And what are the essential compatibility issues? And what are the non-essential compatibility issues? What are the things that will make or break a marriage when it comes to two people agreeing to a covenant and join their lives together? One of the things that I, I want to talk about is this act of becoming one. You know, we th- we think of, this is going off the topic of compatibility, but we think that, a lot of us think that marriage is just about me and her, or me and him. It's just between us. It's just between the couple that's getting married. 
But that's not true. When you get married, you are not just marrying your fiancé, your spouse. You are marrying your spouse's families, your spouse's friends, extended families. If, if you've been married before and have kids, you've got stepchildren involved. You're marrying all of that. All of that comes along. And these things are well talked about in our premarital workbook, and they, they need to be really covered. Because these are areas of tremendous importance, and they can be areas of tremendous conflict, especially if you are a a couple who've been married before and have children. It's extremely, extremely important to, to get very good and very deep counseling and information and understanding on all these things. Down the line, we'll get into step family situations and all that. Suffice it to say for now, you both need to have... Uh, a lot of compatibility, first of all, of course, in your relationship to Christ, how you are both related to Christ and the depth of your relationship and the depth of your love and commitment. But secondly, also in the things that I suppose you would call secular issues, what your likes and your dislikes are, what, you know, it gets down to even levels of what kind of meals you like. For example, one of you might be a vegetarian and the other could be a flat-out carnivore, a total T-Rex, you know, <laughs> it's just every night, it's meat, 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 and the vegetarian, if, if she's, she or he is the one cooking the meals, might, you know, be disgusted with, with handling meat, stuff like that. I mean, when you get married, all these little incidental things start coming out, because the woman's never had to live with a man before, the man's never had to live with a woman before. You know, are you a a sloppy in your household? Me? I'm kind of sloppy. I leave clothes laying all over the place. And and that might just absolutely make make a woman go ballistic. You know, my wife probably just says, you know, oh, well. Now, on the other hand, I'm absolutely immaculate when it comes to the kitchen. I like having a totally clean kitchen, no dirty dishes out, disinfect the countertops and everything. So that's just one of my idiosyncrasies. But things like this seem so trivial can really bug your mate and how you deal with them, how you handle them, how willing you are to change all those things. These are this is significant. It's not so much the incompatibilities that we have, but it's how we deal with and how we respond to these incompatibilities, how we negotiate these things in a in a in an appropriate way that's that's good for each of the party and how you handle conflicts or don't handle conflicts and also your personality types all these things enter into a discussion and the exploration of preparing for marriage because you're going to be married to each other for a lifetime and you're going to have conflicts you're going to have disagreements you're going to have personality issues The main thing is how you handle them and how you respond to them, you know, with grace and kindness and understanding and willingness to change, if you can change. And some things we need to change. Some issues, some habits, they need to change. And are we willing to change those? Are we willing to bend? Same thing with our walk with Christ. Jesus said, uh, whoever comes to me must take up his cross, deny himself, and follow me. Well, that's that's marriage. you got to take up your cross and deny yourself in marriage. How willing are you to do that? 
there's so many issues that just simply cannot be talked about in a podcast like this because each situation is different. You know, what I say in generalities might work and be meaningful for some people and for others it wouldn't. So that's the great thing about premarital counseling that your mentors or your pastors or you and your the pastor and his wife, whatever, can get real specific with you on your issues and not just generalize about everything. And again, our workbook will cover just about everything you can think of to ask each other and to and to find out about each other in your particular situation. And I do hope that you have premarital counseling with a very competent counselor or mentor or mentor couples. It's very important to, to if you're going to go for counseling, it's very important to, to have somebody who is uh, pretty well squared away themselves in their own marriages and can deal with you in a godly, a gentle, kind, a humble way and not lay any trips on you or lord it over you or or try to tell you what to do and all this kind of stuff. But rather, they would be a person or a couple who shares with you and comes alongside of you and just helps you, gently guides you, and is humble. God is your authoritative source. The Bible is your authoritative source. All of us people, all these people that do premarital counseling, we're just people. We've got our areas where we're messed up. And your counselor ought to be uh, transparent with you about their own lives. It's very important. It's very important for you to have mentors, mentoring couples or a pastor who will deal graciously with you and uh, will discuss these things in a very tactful, polite, godly way. Okay, so until next time, thanks for listening. And again, if you like this message and it's helped you, please share it with your friends and on your social media channels. And click the bell, subscribe, get notifications, all that jazz. So uh, until next time, uh, thanks again for listening. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be with you.